Hello. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Free of Fear, Full of Joy. I'm Jahari. And I'm Sarah. Yes, you are. We're all dressed in leather and feeling very edgy today because we want to talk about future tripping, you know, meaning that you're so focused on your future that you aren't staying in the now and you are dwelling in your past. So you can't think about the now. And then you start to think about, oh gosh, uh, what's going to happen in the future. But, um, there's a saying by Buddha that says, uh, be, uh, don't, how's it go? Oh, I know I lost it. I say it all the time. Um, it says, um, don't dream about the future. Don't dwell in the past. Stay in the now. And I think that is one of the most beautiful things I have heard, and I've heard quite a few beautiful things. But uh, anyway, hello, darlings. Uh, again, we're happy and here to be with you on Free of Fear, Full of Joy. Uh, so one of the first things that we want to talk about, um, Sarah has brought in a little show and tell today. <laughs> and so she can just show you how crazy her crazy really is. Um, she brought in her old journals to show you exactly what future tripping can do. Okay. Um, so Sarah, the climate okay. of people in real life, dating apps, um, all that stuff. Okay. I, 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 I didn't deal with, with that. Yeah. I've been, you know, over the years, like last decade, I've been on and off and the, there's so many apps and there's so many ways that you can present yourself to the world. And unfortunately, if you aren't putting your best self forward, then it's swipe to the right or is that to the left? Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever I'm swiping thinking, mechanism. I think it's left swipe. So, yeah. So to the left, to the left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to the left, <laughs> to the left. Beyonce. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But, and then, so if you don't have, like, this, like, charismatic uh, bio that, like, allures, you know, your whoever and who you're looking for, then you're kind of just screwed. And um, tonality is really important, how you communicate. Um, and if any of that's misconstrued, you're going to be ghosted pretty pretty quickly and that's kind of where it's like okay so it's eggshell app walking <laughs> okay good to know <laughs> but oh. I have so many girlfriends that are dating right now and it's like a new guy every couple weeks and like that seems to be the flow of it and they're looking for their future like their forever but that's the problem is that if you have these expectations of meeting that, you know, the one and only, then you don't really get to enjoy who you're meeting. Right. And in that moment. Right. So I, I always feel like, um, the, the pace, the, you know, or the rules of engagement and dating are, you know, a couple of things. Like I, I, I just feel like if you're dating to meet someone, then yeah, you should date two or three people at the same time. You know, if you have like a goal, like I'm trying to get married because I'm, I don't want to have to freeze my eggs, then yeah, you should power date, you know, just keep checking off or, you know, swiping right and be open to some things or some people. I'm not saying lower your standards. Okay. I'm not saying lower your standards. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that like, be a little more open, a little yeah. bit more open and less <clears throat> what's the word that I'm looking for? Hyper about your list. And P.S. 
everyone knows about the list. The lists aren't anything new about like the 10 top things you're looking for in your mate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just too much. It's just too much. And then it puts too much pressure on that person because they're not fulfilling your needs without them even knowing that they're not fulfilling your needs. How can they be? <laughs> or my like favorite is, is when women are like, oh, he checks off all of my boxes except one. <laughs> Which one is oh, that? Okay, I don't know which one it is because usually I'm just, I'm fascinated by that because I was like, is that something that important that you're going to discount someone because of one thing? They're a nine out of 10, Jahari, next. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't really get that. So it's not the reality of making a relationship with someone either. Like there's always going to be ebb and flow and there's always going to be conflict. Like, right. I mean, you could literally be in a, like uh, for instance, an arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. If they, if you have the same family values and you're just good to one another, you can fall in love. It's possible. I've found that it's so much easier to work with someone in a relationship, <laughs> it's so much easier to be in a relationship with someone when you have similar family backgrounds. And I'm not talking about, you know, race. I'm talking about um, like you grew up the same way that they did. So you don't have to explain it to someone like, why you do things or why things are a certain way. You know, there's definitely a language barrier and um, it's just, and I mean, a, a language of lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know, someone who grew up very differently from you isn't going to understand why certain things are important to you in, in a relationship, you know, or why it could be something as simple as why buy a house? Some person's like, well, my family never owned a house, so I don't see what the issue is. And other people are like, well, you got to have a house. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this, you know, disparity that um, you can't normally explain. Mm -hmm. I think people call it ick. <laughs> anyway. You know, I think that's what it's called, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm not that. Not the American dream yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> American dream has many dreams. <laughs> you know, um, once you start dating someone, um, I, you know, my girlfriends and I were, you know, we were always in villain mode, but there was no, you know, we were always savage. Um, there was, we took no prisoners. I truly enjoyed being single. Um, I had to be dragged into, into, um, relationships <laughs> by my hair. <laughs> kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. Kicking no, and screaming. I don't want to commit. <laughs> I don't want to commit. <laughs> but, you know, I met, um, people that I eventually committed, <laughs> committed to. But one of the funnest things that we did to create some space for, um, and emotionally is giving them nicknames. Mm -hmm. So they'd have nicknames instead of calling them by their real names. And half the time we didn't even know their real name. Like we would call them like, you know, ribeye or <laughs> call them like, you know, uh, 
Toyota or whatever, mm-hmm. something that we all remembered about them, whatever it was. And we'd be like, oh yeah, you know, ribeye dude. And we'd be like, oh, okay, what's up? Mm-hmm. That's just, so it just created a little dissociative space of emotion until that person got to a place where you were actually committing or like the relationship had gone past the talking stage, past the dating stage into like, you know, um, something a little more committed, did we actually start calling them by their name, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So um, those are ways that we use to like um, separate ourselves. It's like a, a modern form of flashcards. <laughs> right, right. Because who's got the time to learn everybody's name? No, I don't no. have time. Well, and also because as women, we associate details and stories and we're like, yeah. oh, so prime example yeah. Yeah. someone that you met at salsa dance yeah. the salsa guy yeah salsa guy exactly um so uh i just i you know i have so many stories about men but i'm sure that you have good stories too i, I all i can say is that like you know i there was a guy that i met once years ago at a club and we called him white suit <laughs> because, okay. Now was he wearing a me. white suit? He was wearing, he was a, white wearing suit. a white suit. <laughs> he was wearing a white suit. And let me just say that in the nineties, if y'all have seen any of the nineties videos, the white suit was the business. That was it. And, <laughs> you know, in the nineties guys didn't until like gangster rap became big and, you know, they still wouldn't let anybody in the club in tennis shoes or jeans or or jerseys or anything like that. Like that was a no. They turned guys away left and right. Like if you didn't come to the club in a suit, like you were getting turned away. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter where it was. So men used to get really dressed up. Yeah. Speaking of white pants. <laughs> white pants. One of my girlfriends recently went on a date. Well, what I mean by recently is the summer. And her dude was rocking white jeans. And I was like, if somebody wears white jeans, it says everything about them. With a nice blazer. I was like, okay. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Good to know. Okay. Yeah. Someone who takes time to dress well is a nice compliment if you do the same. But not everyone's into all that. But. And that's fine. Like, I'm a sucker for a man in a suit, you know, and that just stems from, you know, my father. I spent a lot of time with him, in, with tailors, watching him have bespoke suits made. And um, so I just have a thing for it, you know. But I grew up in an era where that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, now, not so much. Um, but I will say um, there's so many different you know ways that you know guys come across as you know having themselves put together and I think a lot of times that we as women aren't very um aware of what those things are I think that um we think that we know but we get a lot of information from other single women and not that some of them aren't intelligent but like you know it's like we talked about earlier, yep. it's the blind leading the blind. Like, yes. seriously. <laughs> seriously. You know, here's, here's, a, here's the thing. Like every woman needs like a platonic guy friend. You just, you need one. At least one. You know, you guys share tips back and forth. <laughs> but um, Sarah, the infamous list and the 666 rule. Can you tell me what the 666 rule is? I sure can, Jahari. 
666. We're talking about six figures, at least six foot tall, and then six inches. <laughs> Between a car wheel. <laughs> I was trying to be polite about what we're talking about. Oh, that was very polite. But, and then the list, I mean, honestly, it's all about... They, we, so our society has always brainwashed women to believe that, and I know this has changed obviously, and it's changing and will continue to change, but that a man is going to provide for you and that you can choose to stay at home and be a homemaker slash wife slash mother slash full-time CEO of a family, small family corporation. CEO of a small Ain't family Ain't no shame in any of that. If that's what you want and that what's, is that, if that's what makes uh -huh. you happy, go for it. But you can be the breadwinner and you can be the one that's going to um, find someone who's going to match that with you mm -hmm. so that you can build your life and then just enjoy it. And unfortunately, people have to pay bills, right? We have to do that. It's a, it's a never ending thing. But when you start dating someone, you kind of like have this illusion and you romanticize that, oh, if we go out to dinner and then it's so romantic and it's at like, you know, a five-star restaurant and da, da 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 It's like, you can't keep that up in dating someone months later. We're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> what happened for saving for your future? You're just like spending it. But anyways, but part of the experience of getting to know someone is actually literally having experience. Right. So people will say like, oh, I love to go hiking. <laughs> but it's like, bitch, do you even go hiking? <laughs> I won't say that. I'm not going to say I like to go hiking because I don't like to hike. Yeah. <laughs> I will hike, but I'm going to stop at least 10 times and I'm not going to be happy at the end. And you're definitely going to have to take me to get something to eat right after. Yeah. Because I'll be completely destroyed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that... Uh, you just, you just have to know where you're at. I think I, I saw this woman years ago who's a, um, who's a matchmaker. Mm -hmm. I can't remember her name, but she was so very, you know, eloquent when she told this woman who had these unrealistic ideas about who she wanted to be with. She was like, I want to marry an athlete. And the woman says to her, do you look like an athlete's wife. And the woman went, was like this, what? but it was real. It was so real. Yeah. And um, she was like, take a look at what athletes' wives look like. And do you look like that? If you don't, then maybe your goal is unrealistic. And she's like, I'm not kind of, I'm not saying there isn't someone out there, but Maybe that's not for you, which always brings me to, I always say to people like, maybe your type doesn't like you, you know, we all have a type. Like mm -hmm. I got a type. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I got a type. Mm -hmm. I love them. Mm -hmm. They don't love me. Like I like them, you know, mm -hmm. because maybe I don't fit the type that that type is looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't, I just don't. And it never fails. And also sometimes you, when you're too much with your type, you kind of lose all your sensibilities. You just start to forget how to, yeah. You're just like, okay. Yes. What? Yeah, exactly. You start losing your, you start forgetting to think. What's my name? Exactly. Well, you start making silly decisions and you, you know, you let people you know, destroy your boundaries mm -hmm. because you're just so caught up and like, oh, he's, so, he's my perfect type, you know, 
sometimes that could be detrimental. Mm -hmm. Like unless you can get yourself back under control mm -hmm. and figure out like, okay, I need to, I, I need to get this under control a mm -hmm. little bit because this is spinning out and my boundaries are being crossed and I don't have any more, um, I don't feel like myself. I feel like I'm being someone else. Mm -hmm. And then do I really like hiking? You know, simple questions. <laughs> you know, for me, let me just say, and this is, I, when vegetarianism and veganism started to take a rise in the, the like mid nineties, you know, I ran into some guys that were vegan and they wanted to date. And I had, I was on my second vegan roommate. So I'd already tried to be a vegan. And I was like, listen, dude, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, I can make you a hamburger. That this is before impossible meat people. Um, I can make you a hamburger that tastes just like, and I was like, listen, I've heard that. I've heard <laughs> that before. We, we are not going to work. We're not going to work. Sorry. Sorry. And they took that as offense. But the thing is, is that I know what my no's are. And that is what's most important. Mm -hmm. Really know your what nose. your no's, <laughs> what your no's are. That is actually the hardest thing to figure out. You got all these yeses. I want this. I want this. I want this. But what are your hard no's? And the thing is, is that sometimes you figure out one of your no's is actually not a no. I know that sounds crazy. It's a maybe. It's a maybe. It's a maybe. You're like, like I mm, could work with that. I could work with that. But one of my no's was no vegans or vegetarians only because I, I eat meat and mm -hmm. I enjoy it. And, you know, I don't want to have that argument with someone. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want you to try to change me. I don't want to try to change you. Let's just call it a, a no. Mm -hmm. um, but Sarah, here we are. And um, you want to have a little show and tell? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. Well. Everybody, do you see this? Do you see this? Oh. Sarah, can you give me the date range on these? Oh, um, I'm going to say like second grade <laughs> to definitely like <laughs> the last entry I saw was, woohoo, I'm 16. Another book. Woohoo, I'm 16. <laughs> so I think it's like 16, 17. And um, <laughs> I kind of learned early on that the, okay, so, okay, we all can kind of associate our lives and how we grew up with Mean Girls, right? So, <laughs> maybe not you, but my generation, yes. And P.S., that's a musical um, available on the, the Pantages that's coming up, which I'm excited about seeing. Anywho, but before the burn book, there was the actual burn book, okay? Um, I don't know if you How had this. You when you did this one? This, this was definitely uh, like 13 to 16. Oh, I got to yeah, see this. Yeah, but, but I think this was covering like maybe year 15, okay? So, uh -huh. yeah. But um, my friends always got me journals because they knew I enjoyed journaling. So these books are a conglomerate of song lyrics that never actually were put to music. Yes. Um, a list of boys that I were dating or wanted to date. And I'm, I'm telling you, I counted it down to the days. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and friendships. Okay. <laughs> but, and then let's just all remember how hormonal you are as a teenager. So you don't get the wrong idea about me, <laughs> but <laughs> you won't really be able to see much, but I'll just paraphrase. This is a B-Day gift from Christina. 
Yes, Christina, you know who you are. I love you. Um, it's been some time. But, and then I wrote, if anyone reads this, they're just asking to get their ass personally kicked by yours truly, Sarah. <laughs> Create your own Sarah's. Keep out. Okay, P.S. Nobody went into my room and read my books. Okay, not even my mom. But <laughs> this is a good example <laughs> of the burn book. <laughs> it literally says, freak, bad, pony. She reminds me of a zit. Okay, these are just really mean things. <laughs> having a good okay, time. Okay, read me something about but, a boy. Boy. Okay. So, moving on. Oh gosh. Okay, this it one almost actually... reads like the Zodiac killer. A little I'm looking bit. at it. I mean, like, uh, I was uh, very creative. I... <laughs> Don't worry, we'll take stills of this later so you can get a really close up look. <laughs> but oh no, I don't like that. I had it, I didn't have a thing. Um, okay, so where the this one was actually I had it marked. Um <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. So yeah, I thought you I had these pages date, marked. I did have the page marked, but now we're just going through it a little faster. Um, but the kind of the funny oh yeah, here we go. So we're just gonna clip, we're gonna go ahead because I had it right here. So I was dating a boy at the time and he was, in my opinion, attractive in my type. He was tall, he had uh, dark hair and he uh, had a lot of energy and dressed well. Um, but why we were together, I don't know, because I was a weirdo. <laughs> but I wrote, happy two month anniversary, exclamation point. At least I remembered. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. And then I proceeded to write my last name and my first name over and over and over again. Girl. Slightly psychotic? Slightly. That was uh, April 21st, 2000. Okay. Wow. But hormones are real, everyone. That's all you have to say. <laughs> but and then, <clears throat> the rules according to... Uh, so this is when I was closer to... I think I had to be at least 14. So we're going back in time, everyone. The rules. In case we still practice this, it's okay. Wait until he calls you. Do not under any circumstances prank call. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The <laughs> call and hang up. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> Absolute honesty, except when you're hiding the brutal and ugly truth. <laughs> Sarah. If insulted, answer with this, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way. If he can't accept your body, he can't accept you. And that's, that's a good that's one. That's a good one. That's I a had good a one. good head on my shoulders most of the time. You know what? I find that I was smarter at 16, my boundary. And then once I got 21, maybe it was the alcohol, mm -hmm. you know, and the weed that mm -hmm. got in the way. <laughs> my judgment. And then maybe just like, you know, sexual hormones. Yeah, I for think sure. I just... Made it terrible. So good segue. If he can't dance, he can't get in your pants. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> once it once it's over, don't reflect. Just move on. And that was just with a J U S S. Just so we're clear. Okay. Just do it. Just just move on. Just right. move on. Finally, if you can't maintain good grades, you shouldn't be talking to him until the end of the week. Okay. Wow, you're really managing mm -hmm. yourself. I it know. It almost sounds like your mom is talking. I have no idea, but <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the all-time favorite. Wait until he says I love you before you do. 
That mm-hmm. one actually works. <laughs> you just got to wait them out, you know. But what happens is, what happens is, is that you're saying I love you in your head. And then one of those times you say I love you out loud. And then they get freaked out. Oops. And then they want to run, even though they still know that they're in love with you. Mm-hmm. But they want to run just because you said it first. Mm-hmm. They're just weird like that. It's true. You know, they it's have true. to. They have to, it has to be their idea. Okay, what other? So lastly, <laughs> madness. did you ever play the game where you write out their first, middle, and last name and then your first, middle, and last name? And then I you, vaguely remember that. Yeah, and then you write like true love or like forever together. And then you tally how many letters are in the total for each letter corresponding with true love or together forever. Right. But that's your percentage of love. <laughs> And, and it's, whether you're it's compatible, an exact science. It's too. an exact science. It's an exact science. <laughs> it's kind of like those little those little mash things that you would yes. like make out of paper. Oh, the like, one, two, three, four, five. Yes. <gasps> it says Jason. Yes, it's accurate. It's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but I got real about it and I would just do the first and last name. And if I wasn't like happy with the percentage, then I would do the middle name as well. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. So again, we're gonna do screenshots for this later but are these practices to bring into real life dating probably yes and no (laughs) there are some things that I would say that's a good call like for instance the three-day rule does the three-day rule really exist if you had a great time with someone communicate that you had a good time with them and if they left it like oh I'll reach out to you and that was like the last thing they said then leave it at that Mm. don't wait I mean what I'm saying is don't take the initiative unless you feel in your heart like, oh, they, you know, like I, I really want to text them, but only text them once. Oh. Don't get crazy and text them twice. Okay. And then don't follow up about that second text that, that they may or may have not gotten. Oh. And then on the third time, if they still haven't responded to you, they probably already deleted you. Okay. okay. I, I just have <sighs> to say this. Okay. Nobody is ever truly single. You have to understand when you meet someone, they are getting over sleeping with, transitioning with, or in a situationship or something, you know, just, you know, friends with benefits, you know, you name it. Someone, no one is truly single. So you have to understand like someone may have met you today, but they met someone two weeks ago that they really, really like. And that person popped back up just as they met you. And then they're like, you're wondering like, well, we had such a great time. And then you start doing the texting Mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, five times. You just end up hurting yourself. And what I want um, people to understand is if you are enjoying the moment, then you're not so focused on like, how am I going to get to see that person in the future? You have to just ride the wave, ride the wave, use a little bit more of your mind than your heart, you know, our heart and, you know, the undercarriage usually rules everything. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, they're, they're wrong most of the time. And if they match all your lists, you're going to be all googly eyed and be like, take advantage of me. It's, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true. It's totally true. So I, I just, again, stay in the now. Don't future trip. Don't dwell in the past. Cause you know, that's another 
thing. You know, a lot of people just don't deal with those sort of things. And you know, it's true. We do have baggage. I know I have a little carrying case behind me and right. I just try to put a little bit more glitter and a little bit more I got a full sequins. on like roller bag. <laughs> I got a full on roller bag, you know, that like has like, you know, you know, kill switches and stuff like I, you know, <laughs> but I'm in therapy. So She's I, doing the work. I'm doing the work. Because I can't keep bringing that shit with me everywhere I go. I, you know, because the thing is, is that nobody knows what your traumas are. Nobody knows what your issues are. You start getting upset about something. And someone's like, what? I, what did I do? And you walking around with the, a whole bag full of, you know, grenades. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know. They don't even know. So deal with whatever it is that, you know, from a bad relationship or uh childhood trauma or you know any anything that has happened that you you've got running out of program in the back of your mind that sets you off or triggers you or makes you go you know psychotic or you know gets you angry and everyone's like what is wrong with what is wrong you know because it might seem like somebody is uh you know going off for no reason and they have a reason but nobody knows what it is mm -hmm. So you need to deal with that. You need to deal with it instead of just keep sweeping it under the rug. Because the thing is, is that it festers, it turns into an infection, and then it affects other parts of your life, your job, your, you know, where you're going, your direction, your goals, not just relationships. It will stunt you and take you into a deep, dark place. So deal with your shit. Jeez. And even if it takes you 10 years, as long as you're just incrementally dealing with it, that's yeah. okay too. Yeah. Um, you know, Sarah's always great at like connecting with, you know, your mind and your heart. Like we, you know, talk about that often about how to connect here and here. You know, sometimes our heart speak so loud that our mind can't overpower it. But you've got to be able to balance the two. Yes. Yeah. And I'm actually queen of internalizing. <laughs> <laughs> it is not my strong suit, but apparently it is at the same time. <laughs> to the point where like, it's actually quite obvious that I've changed inside. <laughs> it's like I go nuclear, I go. <gasps> Let me tell you something. And then whoever I'm with is like, where did you go? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I can't even I can. Sarah and I are so in tune. Like, I can read your energy the minute I walk in the door. Sarah and I see each other all the time. I yep. walk in the door and I go, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and she's like, what, 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 what? <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, you didn't respond to my text. <laughs> I did. Your phone sucks. <laughs> Speaking of which, I took the plunge. I, I took the plunge. Goodbye, Jord. It was fun having you, but I finally upgraded to iPhone 13. I took a screenshot God. of the purchase and sent it to my best friend. Oh he now gosh. accepts me as a we human being We are so now. tired of your droid. <laughs> We're so tired of it. Like she said, my texts are going to email. Like, how does that happen? I have no idea how that happened. Oh my gosh. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, her, your everything, at least the people that really know you and love you, like we can tell what's going on. Because usually you're just like bright face. But if it, <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with you? 
And I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> no, you're not. I said, I'm going to go get some water. I'll be right back. Then you're going to tell me what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm working on it. Well, and also I just don't like to be an emotionally explosive person. Um, in the in my line of work, I have to keep my cool. And that's like with everything that yeah. I do. Everything. Because I'm also, I do public service. Mm-hmm. I own a business. I can't just like lose my shit in that one moment. And yeah. it creates, it can um, create mo- like actual like communication patterns mm-hmm. that are detrimental to my business, let alone to my relationship. No, and you deal with some interesting situations. Mm-hmm. You deal so, with some very interesting yeah. situations. And since I am a more explosive person, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, they did what? Mm-hmm. I was like, do you need me to talk to them? <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you're taking that. Yeah. I don't know how you're taking that. So I think the um, words that I need to start saying is, I'm not ready to talk about it. <laughs> I don't, I just say, I'm, I'll be back. But we're going like, to talk about this. Yeah. It's like the worst passive aggressive characteristic that I possess from time to time. So, you know, it okay. is what it is. Okay. Um, I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, so working to create space for yourself yes. is important, right? And creating space for yourself and knowing who you are is the only way you're going to meet the person that you really want to be with. If you don't do that, if you don't know who you truly are, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, um, if, say, hey, I... I don't really know who I am because I deal with women like that all the time. And they have this completely off idea about who they are. And they're talking about, and I I want this and I want that. And, you know, I had a conversation with a friend once and she was asking me if I would connect her with some of the single men that are in and around my husband's workspace. And I had to say to her, I was like, you won't, you won't mesh well in that world. And she got pissed at me. She was like, what do you think? I only want like some, you know, round the way ghetto dude. Like that's all that I I was like, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that in a corporate environment, which my husband is, works in a very, you know, blue blazer corporate environment, um, that your explosive temper (laughs) is not going to work. I was like, a free bar and your (laughs) explosive temper? No, that is a recipe for disaster. I said, and also being myself, a corporate wife and having to, you know, travel internationally with my husband and and things like that, I, you know, there's a secret language that women have when they're coming for you or trying to test you. And you have to be able to handle them without raising your voice, without getting upset and just check them and put them in their place. I was like, you cannot do that. (laughs) And she was like, she was quiet for a second. Then she goes, you're right. I can't. I can't. I said, so I was like, see, you don't even know who you are. You're going after something that you think that you want because you see it Mm -hmm. with someone else and you think that that's what you need when really you don't even know who you are and you should, I'm looking at you saying, you don't need that. Yeah. That's not what you need in your life. Yeah. And I'm not you. So how come you don't know that? Yeah. So full circle, I actually have a girlfriend who she's literally said the words that 
she wants to be in a relationship where the man loves her more than she loves him, mm-hmm. which means, well, the question is, where's your self-love? That's what I was wanting wanting mm-hmm. to know. And I know we often fall in love with someone with the way that they see us because right. we're not able to see that through their, our own right. lens. Right. So if you are able to find a way to just love the little things about yourself, then that will help kind of guide you to your activities, the, your interests. Because if you just think about like, oh, what makes me happy? For instance, arts and crafts. <laughs> Or like spending time with your dog or I don't know, uh, dreaming, daydreaming about the list that you want and then ripping that fucker up. (laughs) I never kept the list. Um, I don't believe in them. I, I actually, and this is a true story. I met my second husband because I started a year of yes. I said I was going to say yes to almost to everything that wasn't going to put me in, in danger. And, um, he, if I had made a list, he would not have been on it. Um, but I, he asked me out. I said, yes. Um, and, uh, uh, we've been together 10 years now. So, um, if I hadn't given myself the open-minded space to say yes to to something outside of the list, I would never have been in this amazing relationship that I am right now. So that's just a little food for thought. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some good reading, because Sarah likes arts and crafts. I like to read um, a book that I give everyone who's trying to find themselves is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And the tenets of The Four Agreements are be impeccable in your communication. That means mean what you say and say what you mean. Don't try to put nuances in and like have people try to figure out what you're saying. Don't do that. Mean what you say, say what you mean. Be impeccable in your communication. Number two is don't take things personal. It's not always about you. Okay. Number three is don't make any assumptions. Again, it's not always about you. You're taking it personal. You're, you're again, not being impeccable in your communication and you're taking things personal. So you're making assumptions. Don't do that. And, um, the fourth one is always do your best. If you're always doing your best to not make assumptions and not take things personal and be impeccable in your communication, then you're always doing your best. So in that mindset, um, and reading that book changed my life, changed how I dealt with people, how I communicated with people, and also revealed things about people that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, put it on your reading list, get it on Audible, whatever you need to do. Um, so, uh, Sarah, what what things do you think are th- are best for not future tripping? Ooh, okay. So one tactic that uh, my husband actually helps me practice if I start internalizing, because usually internalizing also has something to do with anxiety. (laughs) But one thing is, is that uh, it's the present. So right now I'm sitting here with Jahari. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm looking at my journals from the past Right now, we're having a conversation. Right now, you asked me what I can do to be in the moment. Right now, I'm responding with the way that I would if I was (laughs) actively trying to show an example of what it is to be in the moment. 
but I often find myself in the moment all the time that I lose track. And then that's why I kind of run late now. And I kind of like it. (laughs) I'd rather be a little late than stressed out about being on, not even on time, but just like, like, I can't even speak English, but like just forcing myself to do things that I don't, don't necessarily want to do now being in the moment that, that like if I'm really just taking my time and breathing and being okay with like okay I'm just I am I'm doing what I can I'm doing what I can I'm doing my best that's all that's most important but another way is also just to take a deep breath we've talked about this but let's just try oh And then just taking in your surroundings. That's like the e- easiest way. I'm going to give bullet points. Number one, know who you are. Like really. Number two, deal with your shit. Deal with your trauma. Okay. The three thing is figure out if your list is realistic or unrealistic. Because I bet a lot of you have unrealistic lists. And then four, do some soul searching. Figure out if you're just trying to date. Because some people are like, I'm trying to find the one. When really you just want to be out in the streets. And that is fine. I love the streets too. I'm just retired now. So um, if you're in in if you're in it for fun, if you're in it for dating or you look for a relationship, then act accordingly. Act accordingly, please. Okay. And listen to your intuition. If something is scratching at you about someone or something, listen to that. Don't just push it down because it's not working for what you're trying to do right now. Listen to that because your soul knows what you need. Um, with the, all that being said. Thank you so much for joining us at uh, Free of Fear, Full of Joy. I'm Jahari. I'm Sarah. See you next time. Love you, darlings.